Your magic trick was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I, see, I missed all that. Uh, well, that's it's on our site, I think, on the website. On it's, web, on our, it's on, it's on, it's on our everything. So it might not be for oh, you. Yeah, I don't, yeah, Thanks. Yeah, I, I learned that when I was young, and it has never come in handy. Welcome to this week's episode of MQA Sunday with Steve and Margot. This week we're discussing Luke chapter 1 verses 39 to 56. Join our conversation with our returning guest Karen and our new guest Shane. Yay. Let the conversation begin. Hey, welcome to MQOA Sunday. We're so glad you're with us online, whether you're uh, watching us live on Sunday morning or joining us in your car or, I don't know, shower. Wherever you listen to, to podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we would love you to follow along with us. So you can do that at our website, mqoa.org slash beta. You can find it in the notes if you're joining us online and you can see it in our episode notes mm-hmm. on the podcast. So no matter what. Or you can just not follow along. You can just listen and that'll be fine too. Yeah. Right? We're so excited to have a new guest and a seasoned guest. A, seasoned. a veteran mm-hmm. guest. Karen was here last time before we had our mugs. That's true. Yes. So yes. yes. This I'm impressed. Will, yeah. This is, we've already upgraded the experience. <laughs> improved it. For our guests. And Shane is here bravely. She just stumbled in the door. <laughs> We were like, can you be here in 15? And she was like, yep, cool. What is this now? So we're going to have a really great conversation. We're so excited. But Shane is a seasoned you. beta. Yes. That is true. So, yes. That is true. And so is Karen. Yeah. We, we found out she's part of multiple betas. Karen, too. Which we like have not discussed since then. The question is, do your multiple betas know about each other? Oh. Hmm. Well, they, they do now. <laughs> We do now. Okay, we've got some explaining to do. (laughs) But we follow the beta process, which is just Lexio Divina, really, on the Sunday Gospel. So we'll hear the Gospel once. We'll take a minute to just kind of soak it in. We'll hear it again in a different voice. And then we'll have a conversation. That's it. Toot sweet. Okay? Okay. All right. But before we start, we always do the icebreaker. You know, the point of the icebreaker is is to break ice. (laughs) So let's do that. Okay. Our icebreaker question. Tell us your name, your the longest vacation you've ever taken, and uh, the first person you call when you have big news. Um, you ready? Yep. Okay. Uh, my name's Shane. Um, the longest vacations I've probably taken was as a kid. I went to an all-girls Catholic camp up in New Hampshire Uh, (laughs) and it was like for a month so yeah oh my gosh month of July I'd be gone wow and was it awful no no it was good it was good like it was Christmas in July so you know you get a care package with presents on it from home so you know that was good so the part the voice was about it being all girls yeah okay okay (laughs) We did, but it was fun. It was okay. fun. You got to horseback ride, boating, Ooh. all the things. Oh, I love yep. horseback riding. Mass outside. Oh, nice. I'm <laughs> Grasshopper sorry. hit me, and I screamed in the middle of mass. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But now she's like steady. If yeah. a grasshopper lands on her at mass, she's yeah. like cool as a cute. I no no. <laughs> okay, and who do you call when you have big news? 
It would be my husband and my sister. Hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Karen, you ready? Sure. Longest vacation. Um, my grandmother lived in San Francisco, and we lived in Pennsylvania. So as a kid, we drove across country, and we would be in San Francisco for six weeks. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. It was fabulous. Fabulous. Every hmm. couple of years, we'd do that. Wait, you'd drive and then six weeks and then drive back? That's the whole yes. summer. Wow. Well, that's... Well, you were driving from Pennsylvania. Yes. So I mean, that's, really. That's... But in doing that, I loved geography. Mm-hmm. The the far west is fabulous looking. Yeah. Did you take Route sixty six? I'm sure at some point at we some did. Point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who so, do you call when you have big news? I would say my sister. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So far, good sisters. Stephen, yeah. how about you? Longest vacation, right? Is the first one. Yep. Uh, Fifteen days. I went on a cruise to Hawaii from LA uh, with my roommate, and it was we were f the youngest people there. <laughs> I bet you One were. of the youngest. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a, a good time to just. It was we were more days on sea than actually on Hawaii in those fifteen days. Oh. So it was just really nice, relaxing yeah. vacation. Mm -hmm. And um, I. I tell I don't call, but I I text a lot of people. It. Oh, yeah, I have different groups: family group, fan group, and I just let people know everything. Okay, so whether they want to know or not. Yes, yes, they <laughs> absolutely yeah. correct, yeah. correct. They can yeah. respond or not, okay. but they have the information. Okay, okay. Well, I'm Margot. I'm your host. Probably the longest vacation I ever took was very similar to uh, yours. Only once, though, uh, my dad retired from being the elementary school principal in right. our town. Bought an RV, and we drove across the top and around oh, the bottom of the United States yeah. for a summer. I don't remember how long it was, but it was long. And I was 13 <laughs> and miserable, so I'm sorry, family, <laughs> that you had to deal with me. 14? I don't know. Miserable. Anyway, um, and when I have big news, I definitely call my dad because mm -hmm. yeah. he, he's my biggest. He's a cheerleader for me. So That's nice. I, I'm assuming it's good news. That I'm talking about, but mm. either way, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. Uh, but Shane, we also want to know a little bit more about you. Our, our rude question is, who are you and how did you get in here? <laughs> but it really means, what do you do around here? How'd you get involved in the parish and what are you? Um, I grew up in the church at IC and... I don't know. I'm I'm learning how to help out with weddings, so that's kind of that's exciting. Right. Oh, that's nice. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So so exciting. I just learned my did my first rehearsal with Renee, so that was exciting. Oh, right. So cool. We're oh. so thrilled to have you doing that. I don't know. We you've been married how long? Twenty two years. Twenty two years. So I don't remember. I don't know if you remember the people who helped you. I do. Yeah. Right. Were they good? Yeah. It was Pam. Oh yeah. Pam Greaves, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she was, well, she was, yeah, the she wedding was, coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Ah. I see for her. She worked as a secretary there for many, many mm -hmm. years. She knew me. You couldn't get away with anything. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> like yeah. She'd call me, like, when I was a teenager, need your help. Get down here now. I'm like, okay. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, just like today. <laughs> exactly like today. <laughs> it's still happening. We're so excited to have you in that ministry. And mm. everything you do here, you're also just that wonderful person that's Absolutely. like you need help sure she mm -hmm. just folded a thousand letters for us and <laughs> she's the best yeah. uh, shane and i sat at the bazaar 
a couple years ago oh. all day long promoting alpha promoting alpha oh yeah wow. we got to know each other pretty well because it was not a busy table but mm, it wasn't we had a lot of fun <laughs> we bonded with the other table people i think we won some uh some Wait, elephant thing no oh. some avon products oh yes avon yes. <clears throat> was right across oh, the way anyway okay. Okay, so here we go. We're going to talk about the gospel. Um, Karen's going to read it through first, and then we'll take a few minutes, take a second, and then keep going. Yes, do you have your? But this is a break. It is in the normal story. A break from a break. Yes, this is. We're talking about the feast of the Assumption. Yeah. Today, so we're. It's a little um, stop off the journey, but okay. it's, it's going to be okay. Like pulling off Route sixty six, <laughs> just like it. I there, see how yeah. it all connects. Nice. Beautiful. Okay. Karen, whenever you're ready. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. During those days, Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on will all ages call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things, the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped Israel, his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Mary remained with her for about three months and then returned to her home. Take a few seconds, just soak that in. You might even ask God to point something out to you that God wants you to pay attention to in a particular way this week. Then we'll hear it again. During those days, Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to the town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greetings, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. 
Behold, from now on, will all ages call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things. The rich he has sent away empty. He has helped Israel his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. Now, yes, we are going, uh, we're stepping away from, well, this is, gosh, what year are we in? We're in Matthew year, correct? And then we're take, we stepped into, are we in Mark year? It's been so many weeks now. I think Mark. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And we, we've One taken the this, <laughs> someone's paying attention, right? Yeah. Uh, we took a little side jaunt into the Gospel of John. Mm. A slog through the Gospel of John, and then now we take an even sider side mm-hmm. step into the Gospel of Luke, because just uh, rarely this feast day of the Assumption of Mary lands on a Sunday. So this is very rare <laughs> and special, let's say. And do, what do you remember about what do you remember being taught about the Assumption of Mary? Body and soul. Right? Raised up. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, what, wait, I have it here. The church teaches that the Immaculate Mother of God, the Ever-Virgin Mary, having completed the course of her earthly life, was assumed body and soul into heavenly glory. Yeah. That's the teaching. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, I, you know, what? thinking about it, I'm like, I, I know I went to CCD, but <laughs> I don't think I truly understood that until never like came in up. my 20s or yeah. something. Really? Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> that's what assumption means. You know why? Because in the summer, no one goes to church. I was just going to say. <laughs> you, just missed, you just missed the, these holy days. The Catholic schools don't cover this that's because true. we start in September. Stuff. That's right. That's, yeah. right. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh. Well, what made you? What made it make sense to you in your 20s? Like, do you remember? I don't, but I just, like, I think it was just something about... And I don't even think they're talking about Mary. Like someone was saying that Jesus and Mary are the only two that oh, have yeah. their whole body. And I'm like, right. oh, the assumption. Ah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I always like to ask this question uh, wherever I am. Bus stop, beta, MQI Sunday. This teaching is an important one for Catholics. It's a pretty... I think specifically Catholic teaching. I don't remember hearing any other churches who. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know if you were. Well, Mary's, Mary's not a thing. Well, <laughs> I mean, she is a thing. She is, she is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Not as important. No, no, not yeah. as important. Yeah. But so for your faith, is this an important teaching? Is it important to you? Does it matter to you that she would go into heaven? Um. In so much as it tells me how very important and special mm, okay. she is to her son. Okay. I find it a comforting thought, too, for whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah. That she's whole up there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of comforting. Yeah. Just banging around yeah. up in heaven. Yeah. Everyone else is walking through her. <laughs> yeah. Right? And she's like, whoa. Oh. 
I need a more comfortable chair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it helps her come down and uh, appear to others, I guess. Mm. Right, on toast. And and Doritos. Doritos, yeah. I know, we're going to get shut down over here. (laughs) What about you? Does this matter to you? Uh, No. Okay. It doesn't. No, it's, it's, I know that, I know the history of, you know the the Pope made a declaration declaration mm-hmm. that Mary was a virgin, mm-hmm. and then that this came from like that this... she was a, conceived immaculately. I think is what you're talking oh, about. Oh, okay, yeah. Because so I know the Bible that this is like she's a virgin. this is like big T, big tradition Catholic stuff. Right. So I don't tend to care too much about you're like that. more of a marginal Catholic. I'm more of the Gospels <laughs> and the Acts, <laughs> okay, um, than. Than the thing, but I think that I, I, my home parish was a medical exception. My home, my IC was my um, right. schooling. And your home parish, yeah. So Mary was big. Yep. So when we learn a lot about it, yeah. Um, so, but it doesn't really affect my mm. faith. It's I guess it's it's just nice mm. and interesting. Just, mm. I am very fond of Mary, especially in the way that I feel like she's relatable to me mm. as a woman. You know, mm-hmm. so I like. Just kind of think, well, that's kind of cool that, that she would the, – the teaching doesn't actually say whether she physically died before she was assumed. Right. Right? Oh, okay. Right. Maybe she just, you know, beamed up without having to experience death, which is nice for her. Mm-hmm. Right? But if she did physically die, then certainly this is another sort of resurrection, right? Mm. She's experiencing mm-hmm. her son's experience of resurrection. Is there a story? Is there something in the New Testament about her going up, ascending? No, I don't. I think don't so. think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. then, yeah. where so does that come is, from? It comes from sort of, well, a lot of. I don't want to say a lot, but some Catholic teaching comes really from like history. Okay, you know, from people telling uh, the story and telling yeah. the story and telling the story, <clears throat> and then councils deciding that it was legit. Okay, you know. Okay. So this is, I'm um, guessing, one of those things, right? So I know that she, there's a retreat center up in Vermont that I used to go to a lot. And around, close to there, there is the actual uh, mock-up of uh, the house that she used to, that Mary went to after Jesus died. Really? Oh. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a huh. chapel and all that. So I know she like lived in Turkey for a bit. Oh, oh okay. That sounds familiar. Or something like that. So. Oh, okay. So you're not, you're not a Mary hater. No, no, no. Not a Mary <laughs> hater. No. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. I um love this Greek name for Mary, which is Teotokos. I'm not Greek. I'm Ooh. pronouncing that wrong probably. It means God bearer. Mm. Oh, okay. And it's another way of saying tabernacle, basically. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Right? Oh, I have goosebumps. I love that it's so much. It's a very Catholic much. word. To me, it, it's yeah. To me, it makes this idea of her assuming, right, like tabernacle, absolutely, into heaven, even yeah. more like oh, special and meaningful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been accused. The church has been accused of sort of writing the blank parts of the story, uh, mm-hmm. you oh. know, in order to justify who they want us to believe Mary is or how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm cool with it. Yeah, me too. You know, 
I watched a recent TikTok about Mary, actually. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> about Stephen, 47% of Stephen's sentences begin with, I TikTok? saw on TikTok. used to be newspapers yeah. and tickers back in the day, and right. now it's TikTok. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But anyways, they were they were drawing Mary because they were, they were saying, like, Mary wasn't white, which, you know, I'm a fan of. Yeah. And so they, that she would have, like, a nose piercing, that she would have darker skin and actually have her yeah. hands um, dyed, her fingertips dyed red. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, it was a very beautiful image mm-hmm. of Mary, and she would be a nomad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I love that stuff. That's mm-hmm. the stuff that yeah. I, Put, I... Putting her in in the setting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. Uh, I was on a retreat, and um, they actually had pictures of a, a much more Arabic, mm-hmm. Jewish-looking woman, mm-hmm. young woman, with the wavy, Miriam. dark, yeah. 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 dark mm-hmm. hair. And... I loved it. Yeah. I just, you know, don't think she was blonde, but yeah. could have been. Yeah. I mean, But she's knows? vital for, to the story of Jesus, yes. you know, being the mother. Yes. And yep. Right. She, we, as Catholics, we believe that she was sinless as well, correct? Is that mm-hmm. the Immaculate Conception? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comes right. Into right. Me? Yeah. I think so. I would say. So, yeah. so why, why do we have this feast day? Yeah, I think we just... We want to hear the stories about Mary because they matter in the story of Jesus, mm-hmm. especially in our church. I think too, um, when you say the Rosary and, and you know you do the, the joyful mysteries, to me that's a walk with mm. her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I get I get to here's a what fourteen year old, let's say, yeah, yep, young, and an angel comes in. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be doing this, yeah. And she's so strong mm-hmm. in how she deals with it all and then goes off to visit Elizabeth, in fact, in haste. In haste. And Elizabeth was no spring chicken. Uh, no, so, the opposite right? of, of yeah. her. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. Was, she was an autumn chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More winter, yeah. I would say. But it's it's just fascinating to me to take that walk with her. Oh, um, can I read you one of my one of the quotes from sure. this week's beta? Because we're going all, all over the place, but I love this. Uh, this is from um, Reverend Carolyn Sharp, not a, not a Catholic minister. It's okay. Really? <laughs> but she says, and this is kind of answers your question about whether she's a thing for mm. Protestants. Oh, okay. <clears throat> she says, don't envision Mary as the radiant woman peacefully composing mm-hmm. the Magnificat. That's that second part of the reading. Right. Mm. Instead, see her as a girl who sings defiantly to her God through her tears fists clenched against an unknown future when we do this she says mary's courageous song of praise becomes a radical resource for those seeking to honor the holy amid the suffering and conflicts of real life Hmm. Hmm. ah it is funny because you're right we we see mary in pictures and she's always glowing she's standing on a globe she's Lily, lily white, right? She's right. got bright blue clothing. Right. Yeah. It's completely kind of cartoony sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's very European. Mm. Yes. And I love the idea of her. I think I first kind of fell in love with Mary when I was a teenager and was really praying to God through tears, to, you know, about my unknown future. Mm-hmm. I could relate to her mm-hmm. in that time of my life. So I, I just love that. It's an interesting image, um, clenched fists. Yeah. Um, yeah, to 
argue or mm. be defiant? Um, well, let's. It's a good question. How do you think she was feeling? She she took <sighs> off uh, to visit her her cousin, yeah, Elizabeth. I uh, I wrote it down. She. Wait, hold it, hold it. She runs to Elizabeth, which is something like 80 miles away. And mm. so it would take days for days. her to get there. So yeah. she's had a lot of time to think about what has just happened to her, which is the enunciation. How do you think she is feeling in this moment? She's got to be shocked. <laughs> yeah. Just... I think, she, yeah, she'd be shocked, but scared. Mm. And because... Even though she accepted it on her own, she could. She doesn't know about Joseph yet. Right. I mean, that's right. In that time, her life, it all depended on Joseph. Mm-hmm. Well, he had so many rights over. I mean, she belonged to him. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, and to and the mores of the times. Yeah. I mean, you know? yeah. Brave girl that took mm-hmm. it, said yes, mm-hmm. and then went to her cousin to kind of rejoice and even to some extent to that yeah. and then hopefully cross your fingers <laughs> right right <laughs> this all works out well right, right. <laughs> joseph won't throw her out yeah. right yeah right mm. yeah she goes to find the person that she can count on mm-hmm. i don't even know if she knows that elizabeth is pregnant when mm. she gets there maybe not didn't well. the angel tell her Told, oh, she yeah, did. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. I I love thinking about this non-cartoony, though. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. love um, the idea that she is petrified when she walks that far in the first three months of her pregnancy, yeah. mm-hmm. which are never mm-hmm. fun or rarely fun. And uh, because she, like, I'm thinking she just needs to be with someone who, who can might help, understand? Who can help her? Yeah, I don't know, center or commiserate. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's that. It's similar to the question: who Who do you call? Yeah. when you mm. have big news. Yeah, well, mm. it seems it was Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth, <laughs> yeah. top of her um, yeah. contact list. Well, Mary had a miracle of being pregnant, mm-hmm. and then Elizabeth has yes. a miracle of being yes. pregnant. That's so right. Right. It does make sense that she would run to yep. her. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Elizabeth's story happens right before this in the Gospel of Luke. Zechariah, mm-hmm. remember, a, an angel came and told him mm-hmm. they were going to have a baby. He was like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, that's right. you must have the wrong, wrong. priest <laughs> because um, I'm old and my wife is old. Um, so the, the angel makes him... Mute, Mute. <laughs> which I feel like is a lovely gift for a pregnant woman. Uh, <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yeah. Right? Her husband is mute. How long was he muted for? I think until they named That's right. the baby, which yeah. is John. John wow. the Baptist. Yes. John the Baptist. Yeah. Why do you think God did this? Well, it's a good question. What? Why do you think God? I... It was really the angel. I think who did it specific like yeah yeah in yeah. the on the ground God's plans yeah yeah but yeah. The, but I'm thinking like why Elizabeth mm. why did she need to get pregnant mm-hmm. any thoughts know. what do you all think mm. well that, I mean John is he starts bringing the word uh, in baptism you know before right. yeah. Uh, yeah you know Jesus it's a plan yeah. it's part of the plan right. okay um, I think yeah. uh, you know. Um, 
Yeah, John is the first person yep. before he's even born who recognizes Jesus yeah. and mm-hmm. says, "He's here. He's coming. Yeah. He's coming. He's yeah. announcing." Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I do like the the scenarios that are beyond man's comp- comprehension yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. too. So even from the beginning, God's presence is made very clear. Very yeah. clear. I love. I mean, I was just reading this today before we got here, uh, reading the. The Elizabeth and Zechariah story, they are, it's, we're told they're very holy people. And they, uh, he's a priest. Mm-hmm. She's the daughter of a priest. So they're, and they walk in righteousness. They have very holy lives. So it's such a cool idea to me. It's just sort of striking me. Like they choose this holy couple to bring John the Baptist. And then they choose Mary and Joseph. And create a scandal in their lives, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A young girl and a, a virgin birth, and yeah. you know, I, it's so it's just sort of interesting to me the difference between these this priestly couple who gets John the Baptist, right. and yet here's this poor, really poor yeah. couple, yeah. a carpenter and his his fiance, mm-hmm. and young. they. Get Jesus. I just think I don't know what that means, but yeah. it's kind of interesting. Maybe to make Jesus feel a little bit more normal, yeah, for a little bit of time. Yep, because of the the great responsibility that he has on his shoulder, right? Yeah. Just him, so that like Mary goes to Elizabeth, Jesus has John, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. his right. sort of supporter. Meanwhile, how's Joseph t- doing? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I mean. Hmm. Joseph, Is he in the picture yet? Joseph has his own feast day. So yes, no, he does. March nineteenth. <laughs> yes, that's right. Nice. Mm. Actually, he has of a Saint couple Joseph. too. Yeah, there's a one of Saint Joseph the Worker too, somewhere mm-hmm. else. But I think it's also interesting that the messenger, which which John the Baptist becomes, mm-hmm. is have parents to Jewish renowned people, like people who they think that the Messiah might come to. Ah, oh yes like and holy Jesus, people right yeah yeah like oh yeah of course they would have that and then right. jesus is comes from a family that might not have been welcomed mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. looked down upon Ooh. so he even starts the the flipping of the strip script before he's even yeah. born yeah, yeah. yeah. oh that's, that's a great cool mm-hmm. yeah so huh. i love it. it i love it so the first part of the story is uh mary traveling to elizabeth low those 80 miles or whatever and um the conversation that they have there which is really kind of a conversation between the babies in their wombs mm-hmm. such a cool thing and then the second part is that magnificat what it, what strikes you from that magnificat anything I, the line he says he has shown might with his arm dispense with the arrogant of mind and heart i don't that to me there's in the world today, there's, you see a lot of Mm. arrogance, Yes, Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of arrogance and they know the best or they, and their, all their judgments are correct. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know that. I know the type. Yeah. To me that just stuck out and it's like, "Mm, I want to take a step back. Yeah. (laughs) Right. About it. Connect with the lowly. Yeah. Right. The lowly handmaiden. Well, and, and the, um, He's he's sending the wealthy away empty. Mm. That has always struck me. Yeah. Um, 
And I think they are empty many times. Many times, I agree. Yeah. Can you think, reading through that Magnificat, can you think of someone who might be very threatened by a prayer like this? Absolutely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who would find this threatening? I just think people that everything on the outside has to look a certain Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And everything... You, and everyone that's in their life have to be a certain way and look a certain way. Mm. And then because that all makes them feel better about themselves. Right. So in this and she's telling you, hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah. It's what's inside. It's how you treat others. Right. And how you think of others also. Right. It's, uh, and I think for people that have struggled with that, it's like, no, 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 no. I got this. <laughs> now, yes. Oh, <laughs> right. can relate. I got the clothes. I got the car. Yeah. I got this big house. and. Mm-hmm. What's the control piece? Yeah. It's that mm-hmm. keeping everything yeah. tight in, mm-hmm. in, contr- in their control. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think too. Don't you think some people think like if I'm rich, if I have power, maybe that means God is approving of me. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's saying just the opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Ooh, that, I, feel, I feel that. <laughs> and I read somewhere that this this poem, this prayer, has been banned in some countries. Really? Yeah, because they don't want, or they didn't oh. want people to hear the liberating part mm-hmm. of ah. this story, right? And in a female's voice, right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Man. Yeah. I do love the line: "He has thrown down the rulers yeah. from their thrones." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine the rulers the did not love that. Right. right? Sure not. Uh, one of the sources I sound said that found said that frequently throughout history, people on the margins have identified with this powerful hmm. poem hmm. and have been inspired to believe that God can actually bring liberation to their plight. In fact, in the past century, at least three different countries have banned the public recitation of Mary's hmm. Magnificat. Isn't hmm. that interesting? Hmm. That's It was India under British rule. Guatemala and Argentina. Hmm. They considered the song's message to be dangerously subversive. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that so great? So disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Also so disappointing. Yeah, this is not a new message, right? This is like an eternal. And in fact, she's echoing a prayer from Hannah in 1 Samuel. Uh. Okay. Okay. So she's actually she's praying a prayer from the old, like from so sure. long ago, sure. mm-hmm. and so all along, we can think God's been really on the side of the oppressed, mm-hmm. of the lowly, mm-hmm. of the poor. Comes up a lot. Yeah, it does. It does. does. Comes right up the a beginning. lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're thinking your value comes from your power or your wealth, and that God. Gives you those because you've done something right. Right. You have something coming to you. Yeah, you're in trouble. (laughs) You might be. You might be in trouble. What do you think um, she did for the three months that she was with Elizabeth? I mean, Mm. based on my own experience of pregnancy, I'm going to say threw up. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I don't know. That's... this. Is this Elizabeth's first child? Yeah, only child, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she she wouldn't be be able to give advice. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. To me, they're sort of walking in the same steps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Elizabeth is a little bit ahead of her, but still, yeah. I think that um, they're feeling their way together. Yeah. 
Which, uh, you know, women still do. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, it's possible she's hiding, Mm. right? Yeah. It's funny. I don't don't think of that. No? Uh -uh. I don't think of her as hiding. Okay. No. Not not with this voice. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's strong. She's strong. Yeah. Anybody anybody that's walking that path uh, at her age... I, I see her as really strong. Yeah. And and perhaps helping Elizabeth with strength, too. Mm-hmm. So Right. Uh, something I read said that Elizabeth, Elizabeth was in her 60s, as was Zechariah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, she got out of town. As soon as that oh, yeah. angel left, Mary also left. She mm-hmm. hit the road mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Mm. So I, I feel like you can be afraid and strong at the same time oh, oh yes right? absolutely yeah. and she is a good model for that the other part of the story i think is um how they notice the presence of jesus mm. right mm. Uh, john the baptist notices his presence um elizabeth understands what's happening because her baby moves around, dances, leaps mm-hmm. in her womb. Mm-hmm. Mary's certainly, it's dawning on her <laughs> that this is an important presence with her. Yeah. And I wonder, when do you, or how do you best feel or recognize the presence of Jesus? For me, because I'm a very shy person. I've always been really shy. I don't really, I always feel awkward when I talk to people, like I'm going to say something stupid or wrong. But through my whole life, even with doing different things and when I've taken a chance, there's always been someone nice. Oh. Like, you know? Oh. Yeah. Like you meet someone that was nice to you or like they didn't – I don't know. It was just – I think that's how like keeps your faith, my faith going because I need that kind of reassurance because I, I don't like unknown situations. Yeah. I, mm. I very she famously <laughs> sat in her car before yeah, Alba for a very long time. Did you watching. really? Yeah. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> I watched a bunch of people go in, and I was like, I don't want to do this. Oh. I don't want to do this. Oh. She's so brave. Oh. But my husband said, they're Catholic. They're supposed to love you. They're Why are you saying They have to be nice. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed <laughs> to love you. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, I've always have – I'm a very shy person, but I've just – I've recognized that I've always met someone mm. that kind of got oh, me through whatever. Great. I love that. Oh, that's great. That is nice. Yeah. How about you, Karen? What's, how does God, how does Christ make His presence known to you? What comes up is the Spirit, Holy Spirit, um, not so much Jesus at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the Holy Spirit, I feel. I I just don't know how to describe it. I feel um, a, a warming sensation. Oh. Brings me to tears, mm. um, and I say, "I know you're there." <laughs> mm-hmm. So that that's been from Alpha. Mm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's my most spiritual experience. Um, really? Yeah. Um, the other would be um, the first time I walked across the um, in front of the tabernacle up close. At really? St. James. Oh my goodness. Oh my, oh. took my breath away. Yeah. Huh. That's so cool. That but just, cool. you know, I'm a female in the, in the Catholic Church. 
we didn't get up there. That's right. Okay. That's right. I mean, maybe if you were doing altar claws or flowers, yes. Right. But Mm -hmm. it took my breath away. Oh, that's so cool. That's nice. Yeah. That's one of the first female... Um, altar, servers? altar servers in my church. Were you? Oh, wow. shame. I didn't even know what I was volunteering for. <laughs> yeah. so again, again, this is a, this is a pattern. Like, oh, <laughs> you are so funny. Okay. Oh, my oh. gosh. For a shy person, you are yes. very brave. Boy, I'll yes. say. That's amazing. I love that. How about you, Stephen? Where do you feel Christ's presence? Uh, I th- I mean I definitely uh, I with people um, but in moments of silence for mm-hmm. me um, that's a, the most often thing that it happens mm-hmm. so it just be like driving home or all of a sudden it's just it seems like a vacuum of sound and then there's mm-hmm. nothing oh and so I do feel like that that's yeah. the presence of God yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's so other cool. than like searching for it I guess you know yeah. or yes praying yes. or getting prayed for or something like that but this that's just like I'm living my normal life. Right, right. And all of a sudden, it's silent, and I'm just connected. Oh, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit on the last episode about, or maybe it was a couple episodes ago, about struggling with the idea of Christ's full, true presence in the Eucharist. Mm. And I confessed that it's something I struggle with just forever. I think I'll always struggle to understand sure. that. Um, but so it was kind of ironic after the shutdown when I couldn't receive communion, suddenly mm-hmm. it was it was so important to so me important. to receive yeah. the Eucharist, to receive Christ in the Eucharist. Right. And it was only because of that that I think it felt different mm. to me that Christ was pr- truly present there. You know, I think I just kind of said, yeah, the, okay, sure, sure. I don't get it, but yeah. here we go. Yeah. Um, but you were deprived. I was deprived. I was, And that's, yeah. it's that deprivation. I felt it. Uh, and the deprivation of community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was really strong. Oh, yeah. For mm-hmm. me, too, that's the other place mm-hmm. that I really feel Christ's presence is literally in church, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. being surrounded by people who are trying as hard as I am to understand it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I think church, like coming, going to church is not as popular certainly anymore Mm -hmm. as it was. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anyone younger than me feels um, like a duty Mm -hmm. to go to church anymore. But which to me is kind of freeing really, because then when you come, it's because you want to come. And I really, I can testify to, that feeling of being mm. among or with Christ mm. when people gather together at the mm-hmm. table in church mm-hmm. in a way that's different than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm. Even when the music's bad or the homily's bad or the decorations are what? never bad here. But <laughs> Smart, <laughs> smart move. Like, <laughs> or the pews are hard. Yeah. We had uh, J- Father James Mallon here this weekend. He wrote Divine Renovation, which is a big, right. big deal book for this parish. And we brought him to St. James, just above us now, and said, oh, have a seat in the pew. And he sat down and went, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> these are... <laughs> These are tough. We're like, that's right. It's instant penance. Yes. <laughs> These views yes. are serious. Came from hearty stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's right. That's In the right. 1890s. <laughs> exactly. 
I was born in 1959, so I grew up during the 60s and the 70s and remember uh, a group called the Beatles, uh, one of the first really famous rock and roll bands. And they had a whole bunch of albums and my older brothers and sisters had them. And one of them was called Revolution and it was a song called Revolution. And it all talks about if you want to start a revolution, this is what you have to do and you want to change everything, etc. And uh, I think that today as we gather for the Feast of the Assumption, we, in the middle of our talking about the Eucharist, we pause now to, to reflect on Mary and her extraordinary revolutionary work uh, by simply saying yes to the Lord. She, uh, sa she says yes to the Lord and he begins the revolution, the revolution of her, through her son, Jesus Christ, to bring about the kingdom of God. And Unlike the revolution that the Beatles were singing about, which was about changing government and uh, maybe changing nations, etc., Mary was talking, and Mary was talking about changing uh, how the world looks at people. And today is the, in that Magnificat, Mary's idea of asking, the, seeing that the Lord is going to cast down the mighty from their thrones, has lifted up the lowly, has shared the good things with all peoples. That's what Jesus came to help us do, to revolutionize the world from the point of view of Jesus would be to bring about peace, bring about justice, uh, bring about uh, a sense of fulfillment and uh, enough for everybody. And that means we would open up our hearts and share. But in order to do that, uh, Mary, uh, who is our model, uh, we have to make a, a radical yes to God. And this, uh, this, uh, this, this weekend, we're invited to reflect on Mary and to remember that uh, and she made a radical yes to Jesus and it changed her whole life. I always say the same thing about Mary, that everything in her life changed and nothing in her life changed. She became a disciple, she followed Jesus, but she was still a mother, she was still a wife, uh, she was still a person who had to learn about who Jesus Christ is and have a personal relationship with him just like all of us have to do this too, also. And so as we continue to pray this, uh, this weekend and we reflect upon Mary, I hope that uh, we might be able to say that we're going to be revolutionaries too in the model of Mary, who we believe was assumed into heaven, a woman who decided that she would say yes to God and allow him to change her life radically without changing her life radically at all changed her from the inside out. She said yes to God in her heart and mind and soul. And now forever, we will think about this extraordinary woman, this uh, simple woman who was chosen from all the other women in the world to bear the, the Son of God into unto earth for all of us. That's revolutionary behavior. And we're invited to be part of that also. The reason we do this is because we want people to get a taste of what it's like to be mm. among the church, right? We want you to have, even if you're not ready to join us for mass or for alpha, or if you're not ready, able to get out of your car, <laughs> come in the building. Um, this is what the church prays about. This is what we talk about. This is what we think and worry and try to figure out. And so if this has been intriguing to you or uplifting to you or has kind of piqued your curiosity, we invite you to come deeper. Join us for Mass on the weekends. Um, join us for Alpha in the fall. Engage with us here right now um, and on, on MQOA Sunday. Shall we pray? We should. We, sh we shall.
We should. We should. We shall. We shall. We will. Uh, does anyone want to lead us in prayer, or I, I just offer? You're very nice to Thanks. offer. Thank yes. you. Thanks. I'm happy to do it. I just, you know, if you're like, pick me, pick me all the way through, I just want to give you a yeah. chance. I don't think this nope. pair will say that. No. Okay. 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 Well, let's pray. God, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for the gift of Mary Teotikos, God-bearer, tabernacle. Let us be God, your bearer. Let us bear you into the world like Mary did. Let us recognize Christ in each other uh, like John the Baptist did. Let us see you working in the lives of the people we love like Elizabeth did. Give us the strength, the courage, the, the, the love to be Christ for each other and keep us safe and healthy and all our loved ones in your care until we meet again. We, I, I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks Beautiful. so much Thank for you. coming. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Yep. Shane's going to go home and be like, oh, actually, I thought I was going to fold envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, now I'm an, an internet star. Yes. So <laughs> thanks so much. So cool to have you. Mm -hmm.